0: Hi, guys, this is Keeping It Real with Bridget O'Neill here, the story behind the storytellers. I interview the biggest, best storytellers who also partner as hosts, comedians, and writers. You know, when you hear a five minute story on the moth and you think, hmm, I wonder what happened to them since. How has it changed them or affected their life? Who is this person on a daily basis? Well, I'll help you uncover those questions and we'll have fun along the way, I promise. Today's guest is Drew Prochaska. Drew is the creator and host to the Artichoke Storytelling Show based in beautiful Beacon, New York. Um, Drew is also a Moth Story Slam winner who's been featured on Risk, Out by Ten, and Stories in Session podcast. We talk about the story behind the story, which in this case... Includes the grotesque and perverse elements of our beloved Coney Island. Uh, also an unfortunate experience on the poop deck, uh, quite literally. And then we chat about some uh, hardcore music, living in D.C., and his uh, too-cool-for-school Williamsburg move up to beautiful Serene Beacon, uh, if you... for. A, Those of you that are unfamiliar with Beacon, it's a town for us aging 40-year-olds who are still cool but have some midlife crisis shit to work out. Um, Okay, so Drew, uh, welcome. So, thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: just kind of want to jump right in. Sure. So, my first question to you is before you found your route or your path into storytelling, what is or what was your day job, your profession?
1: Well, it, it was and it still is. I'm a web developer. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm a web programmer. I have. Uh, I went to art school. Where'd and you go? I went to. Uh, well, I went to Tisch at NYU. I was a, nice. in the dramatic writing department. I was a playwriting nice. and screenwriting major. Okay. And um, I graduated in '96, which is just around the time that the internet started blowing up. Uh-huh. And instead of getting a job flipping burgers. I got a job learning uh, HTML and coding and kind of got stuck in that for a while. So, yes. um, yeah, and I'm still in it. Um, but I am uh you know, I'm 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 uh, obviously uh instead of screenwriting I'm I'm now getting up on stage and telling stories. So, yeah, so I got to use my degree a little bit. You okay, know?
0: good, yeah. good. I feel like those things that we fall back back on are like blessings because we wouldn't be able to pay the rent otherwise. Sure. I also went in uh for I went to art school undergrad yeah. for photography. <laughs> <laughs> um and there was really no money to be made in that. I, I had shows at galleries, but um I wanted to ask you, so tell me the first time you found out about storytelling, was it The Moth or was it a different show?
1: Um, I think I was aware of The Moth and I hadn't been to it or listened to the podcast, but I was working in England and I had a long commute and I just learned about podcasts and somebody recommended Risk, which is Kevin Allison's, right? Kevin Allison's... um, uh, a podcast for people who don't know I I like to say it's like the moth but much filthier yeah and uh it's just wonderful so I got hooked on that and okay. um and I, I I had played around with um uh improv and stand-up uh many years before that so I I, I kind of was drawn to risk because there was a lot more comedy in it and I just sort of went you know I can. Uh, I think I can do this. So. <laughs> so how'd you do it? So I, I actually took a class with Kevin Allison. Nice. Um, I got back in 2011, and um, we had a class show, and he put my story on the podcast, which was huge for me.
0: Yeah. So. Which. Uh, what was the story out of the gate that like you knew going into this? Like you're like, I have a story,
1: and I. Well. I totally was, want to tell this it's actually the one i just told at the artichoke which was i love this yeah. story uh, it's, I, it's called uh, in reverse in reverse yeah and it's um
0: it was very uh warholian yeah to be honest with you when i was listening it's pretty gross <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a pretty gross story I, i'm very proud of it and my <laughs> do you want to give us a little
0: tidbit of that story like why it's called in reverse
1: uh sure. Uh, God, how to summarize this story? So I, I had um my brother is uh, nine years younger than me, and when I was sixteen and he was seven, I, uh, to get him to shut up, told him he was adopted. Mm-hmm. Uh, where and he wasn't. Um, but uh, I, I forgot to tell him that. Uh, <laughs> that how he many wasn't. years?
0: How many years later oh, did you forget? God, to tell I think him?
1: he. I think it was like it was like three years later that um like he went on this. Delinquent war path for three years, and then the, then he told the, the guidance counselor was like, what, "What's wrong with you?" And he was like, "Well, I'm adopted, and everybody, nobody's telling me the truth." I can't um, believe it. Yeah. for three years he thought. Yeah, this. for three years he thought he was adopted, and. Um anyway, so my mom um you know when he was uh ten, I was nineteen, and I was living in New York City in my first apartment at n y u and going I'm, to tish going to tish okay. and um my mom was like, Well, you got to deal with him, so she sent him to New York, and I didn't know what to do with him, so I took him to Coney Island, and I was determined to be a responsible adult. How old were you again? I was nineteen, okay, I know it wasn't an That's adult, hard to be responsible but, but, yeah, but I, 19. my mom was like, you know. For once in your life, you know, uh, you know, be a be a responsible big brother. Yeah. So I take him to Coney Island, and just it's just a nonstop um, a grossness and perversion, and <laughs> and we we wind up in the back of the Coney Island freak show. Right. They had a special room, uh, and um, on the TV they were showing. Uh, it, it, we didn't realize this till the last second, but they were showing a, a close up of a woman giving birth. Oh, god, and I was horrified because <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't think my brother had even seen genitals before. You Wait, know, and how old is your brother? Uh, well, he was ten. But this, he is was pre, 10? this is pre, this is pre, this is pre, this is dial up modem days. This is before every today a ten year old seen of everything. Course. But uh but these were more innocent times. Oh, of you course, know? and this is like nineteen ninety four, I think. Oh my 1993. god, nineteen ninety three, and um. And you know after the after the birth is over I was like oh my god you know I'm the worst babysitter in the world and then he screams show it in reverse <laughs> which starts this huge chorus of people saying show it in reverse until they <laughs> until they finally did and it was Wonderful! There it was, was sickos. Wonderful. I was very what proud of my brother. a bunch of sickos. Yeah. And
0: your your brother, to me, was like the king of the sickos. It was great.
1: And he still is to this day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that dude's awesome. He's like yeah. 10 years old. You think, yeah. oh, my God, I already, <clears throat> I already, uh, what am I trying to say, caused some harm telling yeah. this kid that he was adopted. Thinking yeah. that for three years. Let me make it better. I'll take him yeah. to a freak show, <laughs> and I'll show him... A close up of a well, woman giving yeah, birth. I didn't realize that that like, was what oh, we were going to see. So he's like, going to be more yeah. fucked up, and then he says, "Play it in reverse." Yeah, like I feel like after hearing that story, Drew, I was like, he would have been great in that show. Like what's a show, um, Jackass. Oh my brother! <laughs> yeah, he kind or just like a cool yeah. little kid. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But it did feel very Warholly, and I was like, "This is something yeah. I've seen at the MoMA." <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's a cool adult now, so yeah, yeah. he's a tugboat captain or no! No, or no, not a captain. He's working on tugboats. Are you he's working to be a captain. Yeah, and he drives a motorcycle. He's pretty. He's way cooler than I am. So I always
0: yeah. wanted to meet a tugboat captain. I
1: got, I got you. I got you back. You I can never meet my thought brother. like. Yeah. a, I would. And I just love that <laughs> word and that term. Yeah.
0: um my brother and I are very similar, and he always thought the same thing, like if I always said, like, what would you want to be if you weren't He's a creative director? We yeah. all fell back on, like advertising pays. It'll kill your soul. But, um, he's a creative director as well. He was the same way. Um, he's like, I would be a tugboat captain. <laughs> uh, that's what I would want to be. So for his wedding, him and his wife got married in Block Island uh-huh. and they hired a tugboat captain to marry them. Wow. My Catholic mother flipped her shit. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up in a whole regalia that my brother actually handed to him. And he too, yeah. Drew, drove my motorcycle. He was also caught the ferry two hours later. You know how they run like <laughs> yeah. every two hours. Yeah. That happened. And yeah. then he pulled up in this motorcycle, uh, did the wedding, and then at the um, uh, reception was just completely wasted. But, um so that is that the story that you always wanted to tell well that was sort of the
1: you know there was that one and (laughs) i actually the very first story i told at the moth um was about a toilet exploding on my stepdad oh my god and it it went over huge i mean it was great it was like the audience loved it and everything but i can't tell a shit story anymore okay so there (laughs) was pee and poop yeah, there's poop. There's definitely <laughs> poop involved. And um I mean I I my first year or two telling, like, people would request it. Like it's a pretty funny story. But yeah. like You know, you got to you got to graduate from the poop stories. I don't think you have to. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'm going to keep telling it then.
0: I'm not going to say my age, but I never get sick of poop, fart and sex. Yeah. And genitals. Yeah,
1: especially when they're all in the same story. All in the same story. That's the the magic combo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I always joke like I am a 13 year old boy.
1: Uh huh. I I am. Cool. All right. So
0: can you give me just a little glimpse of the toilet story? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sure. So my mom and my stepdad, um, they moved onto a. They sold their house and they moved onto a sailboat. Oh god! Oh this my is uh god. maybe fourteen years ago. Something Can I be like in that. your family? And yeah, it's they're all boat people. I'm the only one who can't, you know, sail. Um, really? Yeah, that's another. It's story. hard. But like. Um, so, you know, me and my cousin, and my brother, we drove down to Maryland, they were on the Chesapeake Bay and, you know, we, we got to tour of the boat and they had, oh, a, okay. they had two Toilet bathrooms. Bowl. Yeah. And, um, and they said, uh, well, this one bathroom is the one you guys can use. It's never been used since we bought the boat. Um, but the only rule is you can't go number two in there because, there's this pneumatic septic system right. where you have to like uh, flip a valve and pump a handle, and then it just goes out into the water, right. which is illegal. So, okay. um, so you know, you have to do that ashore. But you know, after a few hours of drinking, nature <laughs> called, and I did it, and um, I started pumping the handle, and you know, I flipped the valve and started or it started pumping the handle and pumping the handle and pumping the handle, and it just got stiffer and stiffer and stiffer and stiffer and stiffer, and, stiffer, oh, and then it just stopped. Shit. And then Literally. I told my stepdad, and he lost his shit. He got so angry, and he comes downstairs with his toolbox, and he's like, God damn it, Drew, and he, you know, and he uh, slams the door behind him, and we hear him banging away, and I, I go up into the cockpit, and I just start drinking with my mom and, and my brother and my cousin, and I just feel like horrible that I had broken the rule and ruined Aww. his afternoon, and he's dealing with that. And then we hear— Shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then we hear this bang! And then you know we're like, what happened? And the door opens, and this claw appears on the door. And my stepdad walks out of the bathroom, and he's just coated, no. just covered no. with my shit. Oh and, shit! Yeah, and he you know basically walked through the cabin, Ew. totally blind. Walked up the ladder. He took he takes off his glasses, and there's two perfect <gasps> circles. No. Uh, yeah, so he looked like a shit raccoon, and then he had to <laughs> dive overboard <laughs> and, and swim laps around the boat to get clean again. So I mean, that's the shit story. Like, I mean, you know, I. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. envisioning. That's the, that's the quick version. But yeah. like,
0: as he's coming, first yeah. of all, when you say the claw, I was like going to say, yeah. there poop on the claw?" And then oh, yeah. as he's walking everywhere. through, I'm picturing the Hanukkah yeah. poo. You know the Hanukkah poo.
1: From uh, Monica poo oh, you mean South Park from South Park, yeah, Mr. Hanky, yeah, 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 Mr. yeah, yeah. had Yeah,
0: Howdy-ho, yeah wow. <laughs> um yeah, I'm it was it was good. Him.
1: I had to clean it up too it was uh oh not my God. not not the best day, but yeah
0: were there any ladies on the boat that you that was liked? just my mom thank
1: yeah, God, yeah. how old were you? uh Jesus, uh this, uh, this you know early early mid thirties. Right? Isn't yeah. it
0: fun when you start drinking with your folks?
1: Oh, that was started at 12. <laughs> oh. This is why I love boat people. Yeah, my people. parents are European. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, Polish. We started... No, no, no. Not... Everybody's saying Polish. What's your last name? Uh, Prochaska. No, it's, it's, uh, it's Czech. Czech. It's like the most popular surname in the Czech Republic. Oh, uh, there you go. Um, and no one can pronounce it. It's Prohaska. Prohaska. But it's spelled nice. Prochaska. Yeah. So it's like, like literally my dad... Changed his last name. <laughs> My dad's last name is Walker now. Oh, uh, Johnny. He was like, fuck it. I'm so sick of people mispronouncing it. So he changed he, it. He changed his last name, yeah.
0: That's a great yeah. name, Prohaska. Did I say it right? You said it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Prohaska. Yeah, I yeah, live yeah. in Greenpoint, so I just assumed yeah. that was Polish.
1: No, I used to live in Greenpoint. Okay. and i would walk into stores and everyone would assume i'm polish because i also look polish you look polish um and uh they would start speaking to me in polish and you know like all these beautiful women in greenpoint you know yeah. and, and uh and i just go i'm sorry and and then i was just dog shit to them <laughs> it was no just, oh god man like really? yeah 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 yeah. i what, thought they'd you
0: know, be I, like "Ooh, hot american uh, polish looking <laughs> boy i wish no I think no no like their own tribe they're, i mean it is a tribe they
1: really stick to their own yeah tribe and i say that yeah. because
0: it's keeping it real with bridget o'neill and like <laughs> my landlords are all polish and yeah i live in a damn shithole and i pay a lot of money
1: yeah um
0: but, so did you stay in New York? Did you ever move yeah, somewhere else? Yeah, I Or have did, you been here I this long? I moved to
1: Los Angeles for nice. a year and a half. For what reason? Um, Screenplay? Well, uh, yeah, because I, I decided it was time for me to take the, you know, I wanted to write uh, comedy. I wanted to write yeah. for television. And I have, a lot like, a lot of the people I graduated with are out there doing great. I mean, Damn. some of them are showrunners on, you know. And um, I was like, fuck it, you know, I got to do this. And I moved to Los Angeles and... Uh, I hated it. Oh my really? god. Yeah. Just just not for me. And yeah, I you it's know, hard. it's it's a it's beautiful and it's seventy degrees year round. But um You wanna love it. Uh yeah, it was uh I I didn't I didn't uh I didn't it was the it was I had a hard time uh, with the people. Uh yeah. it was just a different yeah. attitude out there. And um, Tell us. There was this divulge. subtext to Every conversation, which is what can I get out of this person? Right. Do you know what I mean. And I yeah. fucking hate that. And like, yeah. you know, uh, everyone was tied to this common industry. You know, like the, the entertainment industry. And um, I hate. I just hated it. I just yeah. really hated it. I, I didn't feel like I was having a real conversation with anybody. Right. And yeah, it was just gross. And as 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 miserable as New York City is. Um, uh, people are honest they're brutally honest yeah. if they don't like you they're going to tell you or right. they're going to let you know and in right. LA they're just going to you know grin and and you know yeah. play nice like when i was when i was 20 i went out there for the first time and there was this woman on the plane next to me and and she told me that new yorkers are the most honest people on the planet because um the people you know in LA will stab you in the back Mm-hmm. And the people in New York are going to stab you in the chest.
0: Hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, and who would you <laughs> rather be
1: around? <laughs> and it I always that always stuck with me, and I really found, found it to be true. And they, there's a lot of people out in uh, L.A. that I, I really love. And, yeah. um, you know, of, of course I love them. But, um, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice them if it would sink into the fucking ocean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry, friends. <laughs> um, yeah. But
0: that's, you know, that's been the theme since I've heard since I was young and wanted to move to LA. Yeah, I'm from Philadelphia. I wanted to move to LA since I was 8 probably yeah. um, and that's been the ongoing theme and I never moved out there not for, I moved to San Francisco because I went to San Francisco Art yeah. Institute um, and that was a different world. That's not like LA. You know it's a little bit more hippy dippy yeah. uh, sure. different you know but with the LA thing I wonder and I believe what everyone is saying about it um but I wonder if it's changed a little bit because so many New Yorkers, so many New Yorkers live out there now. So I'm hoping that it's becoming homogenized in that sense, that we're getting yeah. some folks out there that are, you know, going to make L.A. a little bit more I, true, I, more I, raw. I
1: agree with that. And I think if I lived there now, I'd, I'd like it a little more. Right. And if I had moved out there with a girlfriend, I right. probably would have liked it more. Being true. single there was horrible because this is pre-Uber. So uh, you Uber,
0: know, pre-Twitter, yeah, everybody not Twitter, had to pre-Tinder. Sure yeah, age. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that there, there, yeah. I think the thing. iPhone came
1: out when I was living there, so like, okay. this is pre, uh, pre, you know, all that stuff. So, um, Drew, where are you from originally? I'm from the D.C. suburbs, from Northern nice. Virginia. And pretty yeah it's it, it's nice um it, it was it was great charlottesville well i'm actually from the north of dc suburbs so uh um i'm i'm like uh, i'm way far away from charlottesville oh so okay 20 like minutes outside of dc which was great because i was really into like the the punk rock scene down there oh um, let's talk about that yeah it was great I, they, had <laughs> the, they had the best music scene in the country in my yeah. opinion in the 80s i mean best yeah. punk rock scene and um I mean I, I I was into it in the tail end of high school. I got into it. But uh Yeah. um Foo
0: Fighters talks a lot about Oh, yeah, Dave Grohl's um, from David D.C. Grohl. yeah, yeah. about was it Dupont Circle. Um, Dupont Square, or Dupont oh, Circle.
1: Uh well, Dupont uh, uh Dupont Circle. They had um, a lot
0: of good um punk yeah, bands Adams in the late Morgan 80s. Yeah, Adams Morgan and Adams uh, Morgan. Uh, yeah. I think that's what I'm talking about too. Yeah.
1: And um yeah, it was great. You know, my um One of my close friends, his dad owned the 930 Club down there, so we got to see a lot of it's. It was big. It was like the CBGBs down there, okay, in the in the the, you know at least back then, and um, yeah, yeah. So it was great. So I, you know, I really loved it, and I still. It's funny, like I just, uh, I just, (laughs) just got a turntable, and I'm like, I'm still listening to that old. (laughs) Punk rock from the 80s, some, Give me some
0: bands. Oh, man. Uh, Will I know minor them?
1: Minor Thread, Fugazi, Bad Brains, Rites yeah. of Spring. Uh, uh, I mean, those are I mean, DC bands. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so,
0: Drew, I went to... <clears throat> when I was young, I would go to City Gardens. Yeah. Do you know City oh, Gardens? Oh, God, in Trenton? yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was
1: like... John Stewart used to work there. Yes. Did yeah. you see...
0: Um, was it called No Slam Dancing Allowed? What is it uh, called? My fr-
1: yeah, I, I've only seen clips. Um, so good. Yeah, there was one. My friend just posted something. It was like Danzig's first show with Guar. Yeah. Yes, that's and the show I went to. No
0: shit. That's the one I went to. Wow. And my friend yeah. was like, I love the Misfits. Uh, Danzig's playing. Yeah. And I was more into like New Wave, sure. uh, New Wave, like Ocean Blue. I don't know if you know that band, but they played there. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, so that was more my thing. But she liked the southern music, so I went with her and I was like, sure, why not? Because I went there a lot. And uh then Guar opened and I did not know Guar <laughs> I didn't know anything <laughs> about them. And I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And I think at that time we were like 17, we'd fake yeah. IDs, we drank anyway. You didn't even need to drink. It was just Yeah. But I'm with you. Those were the best times for yeah. me. Like that's that's what shaped me. But um I mean yeah. there was there were so many bands I saw, but you sound like more the hardcore. Um, you liked hardcore. I did like, like
1: hardcore. Oh, I still, I still do. I like the old, the old stuff. And yeah. when I moved to New York, it was very different because it was more about kicking the shit out of each other up here. And oh. and there was, you know, in in DC, it was more, you know, a bunch of sensitive dudes with backpacks on, right. <laughs> you know, bobbing their heads and stuff. And, and I come up here and everybody's kicking windmills in my face at the CB CB's matinees and Jesus. stuff like that. And, You know, I mean, it was a different scene, but uh, I like some of that, too. But uh, yeah,
0: the Beastie Boys talk about this. Yeah, we were talking about um, Beastie Boys when Drew came in. I just saw the Beastie Boys story last night, got the book for Christmas, listen to the audio. And it's fantastic. It's like a really good. um, I think it's a good soundtrack to to our lives growing up at that time. Hardcore punk. Um, and then rap and all of these things. And I had just said, when I was watching them last night, it just brought me back to my youth. I saw Beastie Boys, 1987, at the stadium in Philadelphia. Murphy's Law opened up for them. (laughs) And then they played, and then Public Enemy. And my mind was fucking blown. And like an idiot, I was young then, so I was like, I stormed up front, because I just assumed the Beastie Boys were coming on. And then Murphy's Law comes on, and there I am in the tailspin of a pretty hardcore- yeah. Really? Pretty yeah. hardcore um, mosh pit. Yeah. And uh, I, I, this, Drew, this happened to me a lot. There's often times where skinheads would literally pick me up and take me out of mosh pits. So I should have learned the oh, first really? time. <laughs> but I got caught up. I was like, this is wild. and literally caught up. But um, yeah. anyway, yeah. So music <laughs> plays a huge role, obviously, in yeah. our lives. Yeah. Um, I think that was a great time to be in. Yeah, absolutely. Right? <clears throat> Drew moved to Beacon, which is, like, a lot of people's dream. Um, it's my dream. My friend Pretty Michael awesome. did yeah. it. How were you able to leave your full-time job in New York? Mm-hmm. When did you know, I am so done. I don't know if you – I get this all the time. I'm yeah. so done with New York, dude. Oh, like, yeah, I've yeah, been yeah, done yeah, for, yeah, like, yeah. 10 years. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. Um, it's not easy to For get punishment. Out. How did you do it?
1: Well, um, well, I held on to the job. Uh because That's important. Yeah, because uh you know, the I it's a good salary and why would I throw that out? You know what I mean? Right. But um I was living in Greenpoint for eleven years and then Williamsburg for a year after that. Good and, lord. And you know, I'm, I'm in my forties and you, you sick of that cliche. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Um but you know, I, I, I'm in my forties and I'd go to bars and it's just I mean you I don't know how long you've lived here, but it's not the same it's not the same city. Uh, no. It's not the same neighborhood. It's not the same city. And plus, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm about to turn forty five right. and uh you know the bar scene isn't that fun. No. <laughs> and, it kinda sucks, especially in Williamsburg when everybody's uh, still doing blow in their I early twenties and right. stuff like that. And I'm like, I can't do that shit anymore. But <laughs> <Right. laughs> but um but uh so yeah, I, I saved up enough money to buy a house and um and luckily my company is letting me work from home 2 days a week that's great so i i never have to sort of take the train 3 days in a row cuz it's fucking That's tough, a long train. Man. Yeah i mean i wake up at 5:30 oh boy i walk my dog um Damn she gets dogs. a good long walk yeah <laughs> Um, what kind of doggy? She, I don't know. She looks like a hyena. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. She's uh, awesome. Awesome dog. Okay. That's, uh, that's all I can say. She doesn't know. go
0: after lions like her and her prey. No, and no, no, like no. Hyenas Squirrels are and like cats, the meanest
1: oh. animals. Oh, my God. Um, so
0: it's a cute little hyena.
1: Yeah. She's a she's, she's a nice. really cute hyena with a right. ZZ top beard. Nice. You know? um, What's her name? Lula. 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 Lula, yeah. And, um, yeah, so... Uh, you know, it's it's tough because uh, you know it's about two hours door to door. It is, and but you know,
0: sometimes it is from Brooklyn
1: too. Yeah, you know. exa- oh god, that's on the G? Very true. That's very true. But uh, I'm sitting on a North Metro North relaxing. train. Yeah, but I'm sitting on a Metro North train, and I can work, I can read, yeah. I can listen to a podcast, I can get a window seat. I know. I was like uh, back in January, like the the Hudson was just frozen over, and Jesus. I I'm on the train, and I watched this. Bald eagle swoop down and just sit on an ice float in the middle of the Hudson. And I was like, you know what? Fuck the L train. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, uh, this is a long commute, but I didn't get bald eagles on the L train. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's worth it. It's
0: worth it. Right, right. And they smell pretty. (laughs) Sure. <laughs> Subway stinks oh, in the winter.
1: Say, a bald eagles like smell pretty. Feet. I don't know about that. Yeah.
0: Well, you know the smell in the winter in the subways. Sure. It's like a Absolutely. holy Jesus. Absolutely. Um, so you're able to work from home. Yeah. You commute in two days a week.
1: Uh, well, I come in th- uh, three days a week. I, I stay at home two days a week. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. And then
0: raffle around. You've been with them for how long?
1: I've been with them. I think it's like seven years now.
0: Okay, so that's a good um, job. They've been good to you. They've
1: been really good to me. I'm so I'm, I'm there until they kick me out. I think or until until, until, until I make money. doing Do you get any swags?
0: You get any like good discounts? I get
1: um, yeah. I get fifty percent off minimum. Wow. Yeah, That's going in my Tinder profile. I was just going to say. Do you want to go shopping? <laughs> I'm going to put a this? fucking coupon in my dating apps. <laughs> um,
0: what's, yeah. what's Okay, I'm going to go right in. Mm-hmm. What's dating like in Beacon?
1: Horrible. Why? Um, well, first of all, I uh, first of all, there's plenty of attractive people. No, but I you hear this see, from my
0: girlfriends and my guy friends out yeah, there. you see. So maybe I should get you all together.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Uh, but you see the same people yeah. everywhere. Cestuous. So there's like four, three bars really, maybe four bars that I go to. Which is well, there's the Dogwood. There's yeah there's, Quinn's, there's uh there's drafts and uh, I go to Melzinga tap house which is more of a restaurant you what's know? the
0: one um it's by the water what's it called like the 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 local dandy no it's called like uh, the old town crier.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I
0: just saw Kevin Bacon perform there. You,
1: did you go week. to that? I mean, last year, yes. Are you fucking we, kidding me? Yes, did you go? That was like the the month I moved there, <laughs> and I was bragging to everybody that Kevin Bacon yeah. is playing on Main oh, Street, my man. God. But it was like thirty bucks or something. My what friend I, Michael paid. I was like, shit. I was, and he'd tell me, "He, it's all Footloose covers, right?" It's, uh, all I knew was, all, uh,
0: <laughs> I was hot and horny. I wanted to go see him. Yeah, I wasn't horny, but. Yeah. He makes me horny, is what I found out. Yeah, I'm very nostalgia lately about my my youth. I don't, yeah. I, think I didn't have posters of him or anything. And yeah. then Michael, my friend Michael, likes to surprise me. So he got me these tickets. Like, do you want to yeah. see him sing? I'm like, I don't like, I don't care about his music. I just want to see him. Yeah. And so we went, and it, it was all that
1: they did. Kenny Loggins covers that. though, no, right? No,
0: no. Are you no. shitting me? No, he's in a uh, band with his brother.
1: Yeah, the Bacon Brothers.
0: The Bacon Brothers, yeah. but it was more like folk. Rock.
1: Oh, I'm uh, a no. little disappointed. No, no. <laughs> I thought, you thought I they were, he was covered. I swore I heard somebody say that he at least covered Footloose.
0: Isn't that Kenny Loggins?
1: Yeah, but that's he, right. but Kenny Loggins sang this so, the theme no, song. No, the he Footloose. didn't do it. Wait, Kenny Loggins sang Footloose? Right. No, he did. Oh, 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 god. Okay. But, yeah, <laughs> Kevin Bacon did not cover oh, like, like, like yeah, Kenny Loggins. I don't, I don't, did I? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm jealous. I haven't been to the Town Crier yet because every show is like thirty bucks and two drinks minimum. And
0: I was going to ask why you <clears throat> don't have your show there.
1: Because all the shows are thirty bucks and oh. two drinks minimums, and and oh. I and I want my friends to want to go to my shows. Oh, that is expensive. And yeah, and and um, I I don't I I I I know it's like a legendary venue and 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 all that stuff, and but I. I really want a hundred. Uh, we we got one hundred and twenty five people at the Howland, um, wh- yeah, which is me, where I do my me show, me more the Artichoke.
0: About the artichoke. So I want to yeah. ask you a couple of questions. Sure. So, folks, um, Drew runs a show called the called the Artichoke, which I said he hosts, produces. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fantastic show. It's Thank in you. like a community center called the Howling.
1: It's called the the Howland Cultural Center. It's it's an old historic building they've restored. I want to know have... why
0: you named it the Artichoke.
1: Yeah, everybody wants to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, so I, uh, first of all, I love artichokes, but, um, I did a one man, like a solo show called the Artichoke Queen. What's that about? Um, it's about when I was on a road trip to California when I was 20, we drove through Castroville, California, which is where all the artichokes come from. Oh. And we meet, me and my friends ate at this restaurant with a giant green artichoke in front of it and we ate fried artichokes and ate artichoke ice cream and on oh, the placemat ice cream. on the placemat it talked about how they have this artichoke festival every year where they crown an artichoke queen and the very first artichoke <laughs> queen was Marilyn Monroe.
0: Wow. So I
1: said to all my friends, that's the woman I'm going to marry. <laughs> the artichoke queen of Castroville, <laughs> California. So, um, she
0: comes out with a patch over overrun yeah. and a missing two.
1: Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> uh, uh, that, so long, uh, I, I'm not going to ruin the whole story, but I, I did go back for the artichoke you festival, did. yeah, I'd yeah, many years later, uh, when I lived in LA. How was it? Um, the artichoke queen was uh 17 years old <laughs> and I was 34, <laughs> and I realized you have to wait a couple of years, yeah, to maybe hit, yeah, on her. um, so. Um, there was also uh, so I also started to think about the artichoke as a metaphor for storytelling. You know, you got this grayish green thistle. Mm-hmm. And you have to peel away the leaves to get to this sort of oh. tender heart. You yes. know, and and um, I just Best. thought it was a nice metaphor for storytelling. And you know, it's also this and you know, pretty a pretty nice flower grows out of it too. But um, yeah, so. That's kind of how it went. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I also just like artichokes. I do too. Uh, Everybody wants something, some deep answer, but you know that's pretty much it. No, that's good. Yeah, that's good.
0: Well, Drew, this was really fun. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Next time you come on, we're gonna talk more about music.
1: Yeah, I'd love that. Okay, we'll talk more. All right, cool. Thanks, Drew. Thank you so much, Bridget.
0: Thanks for listening, guys, and a special thank you to Dan Walnicki, our audio engineer and Jared Bruder, designer and founder of the Dandy Group, who designed our logo. See you next time.